listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Welcome to another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. I'm Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. Late night, early morning for you, Bosch, but... Uh, you know, a lot of these games are must-wins, and the boys delivered last night. Yeah, I mean, you can look down the stretch and see what the schedule looks like and who you're playing and all this kind of stuff and who everyone else is playing, but the fact of the matter is is you got to take care of your own business, and uh, the guys did a great job of that up in Prince Albert yesterday. Um, you know, giving up that 2-1 goal, but uh, answering back 40 seconds later and then a big third or second period, rather, to, to get three goals and kind of pull away a little bit it was just a great performance by the team up on the road. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the stat sheet, and I wasn't able to watch the game last night, but looking at the stat sheet, Carson King with two goals 11 seconds apart? Yeah, first what, one. What happened there? Well, he kind of just jumped on a rebound on the first one, a good shot, low shot by, by Fluker through some traffic and got the rebound to go, and then off the next faceoff, um, you know, Davies kind of chipped the puck in, and as he did, he, he kind of hit a guy shoulder to shoulder, and that, I think, kind of kind of pissed off a few Raiders players, so they kind of <laughs> went after him, and that allowed King to kind of get down low uncontested and shot from the slot, missed, and came off the inboards right to the side of the the net for for Carson and he just kind of jammed it in so yeah two goals in 11 seconds and that's that's one way to get momentum clearly on your side yeah I, I I'm no expert on the subject matter but I feel like Davies might be getting a bit of a reputation around the league just a little bit yeah when you're <laughs> when you're throwing that hard of hits uh, you know and a guy who, who doesn't shy away from from getting involved physically uh, other teams take notice pretty quickly and uh, you know as we've we've talked about it here before the the Josh Davies friendship tour has made its way around uh, the Western <laughs> Hockey League and it was kind of on display there in, in Prince Albert last night too. Hey, glad it made a stop in PA. All good. Heading up to the Great White North with uh, with said tour. But yeah, everything he does is just so high impact, whether it's shooting, hitting, fastest guy, unreal, exciting player to watch. <laughs> One of those guys that you're just glad he's on your team. Um, another, you, you had mentioned Josh Fluker as well, helping uh, orchestrate one of those Carson King goals. How did he look last night? Well, I just as, as calm as always, uh, just the, such a smooth skater and a guy who doesn't look out of place for, for him. He's 16 years old. He turned 16 in January, but um, just amazing the the calmness and the coolness that he has, uh, you know, playing against guys who are four or five years older than him. Took a scary looking hit from behind in the first period, but thankfully was all right and, and came back and had an impact on the game, picking up an assist there. So uh, great to have him back on the lineup, and uh, hopefully he's able to get into some more games down the stretch here. Rock and roll. All right. On the Broncos This Week podcast, uh, we'll be chatting with head coach. I almost slipped and said interim. Head coach <laughs> Devin Pratt's going to be joining us in just a sec here to uh, get the breakdown of last night's festivities and give us a preview of this weekend's home and home with Medicine Hat, which, again, two more important games for this team. Yeah, I mean, it seems like every game is important down the stretch here, but really when you look at those two games, um, you know, it's, it's ones that you can't, you almost can't afford to, to lose those points against uh, Medicine Hat. And, and we saw what happened last time these two teams played and a difficult and, and frustrating loss on the road so uh, there's no easy games you know Medicine Hat's certainly trying to play that spoiler role down the stretch here and and they've done it I mean they, they had a big comeback against Regina scoring with like four seconds left to tie it and then winning in a shootout to take a point away from Regina so uh, that's a dangerous team down the stretch those teams that don't really have a whole lot to lose uh, heading into the, the end of the season so uh, the team's got to be ready for uh, for a tough matchup this weekend. And of course we got a hype tomorrow night's game it's going to be a fun one because our good friend from Regina DJ Tolly T is back at the Iplex. Yeah it seems always be some more excitement whenever he's around town and uh, gets the crowd going a little bit which always helps out uh, with the guys on the ice too I mean they they certainly know when when the crowd is into it and hopefully the uh, the tunes uh, jumping around will get the guys going a little bit early too all right DJ Tolly T at tomorrow night's game and uh, a big home and home with the medicine hat tigers all right coming up shortly on the podcast we have head coach Devin Pratt that chat follows this you're listening to Broncos this week presented by original 16 
the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Head coach Devin Pratt joins us on the uh, podcast. Uh, Devin, late night, early morning. Thanks for coming in and sitting down and having a chat with us. Uh, 6-3-W last night in PA. Um, I had a look at the, the, the box score after the game. Two goals in 11 seconds for Carson King. Obviously, he was a difference maker. You know, what do you think of your team's effort last night? Yeah, I thought it was a, a strong road effort for sure um, from the guys uh, right from the onset. Um, just embraced strong puck management. And, uh, you know, Sandra Kang scoring her first goal off a rebound uh you know we thought we struggled to create second chance opportunities here for the last little bit and rebounds and getting in traffic so that was huge for us and uh, Carson King both his goals uh nice finishing around the net on rebounds as well and a puck coming off the end board so big moments for us uh yeah we gotta use this momentum moving forward well that's just it we touched pregame how the team was kind of struggling to score goals playing some good teams but three goals in four games so you go in last night and get six and it's sometimes just a matter of simplifying the game like you said getting pucks on net and all of a sudden you got a rebound right on your tape and kind of gets that confidence back up to sort of get the offense kick-started yeah I mean we gotta we gotta embrace that side of the game and that's where um, you know this time of year that's where you got to score some goals as well special teams are important so nice to see uh, although one was just after the four on four we'll take it with the stebbings going to coast to coast butter toast there um, but yeah to get the other power play goal was good and then you, you know you got to add in some grit and find some ways to get some goals and get into that area is so important so for our guys you know that'll be the message again here today heading into the weekend is any puck that's around the net let's bang it home here you know in terms of the effort last night uh, for someone like me wasn't able to watch the game but check the box scores afterwards what would be a story of that game that maybe you know on paper on the stat sheet didn't really jump out you know whose effort did you like that and, and whose effort are you liking that you know maybe isn't showing up on the stat sheet every day Geez, that's a great question. Um, I thought that uh, Josh Fluker did another great job for us. Um, you know, he uh, drew a five-minute penalty. Um, tough kid, got up right away from it. Um, you know, we had a little bit of a lack of uh, emotional intelligence there, and we took two penalties off it. So it kind of the game could have got away from us. So, um, you know, I think all around uh, the group's been playing some hard hockey. We've been competing. Guys just haven't been getting rewarded. So uh, even to have Raf Pelche score an empty net goal is nice for Stebbings to score that goal uh, was good and you know Carson's been um you know, doing a job for us offensively here of late and a little bit streaky and we want to find some consistency there with it but at the same time you know a two goal game in Regina two goal game up in here in PA for us so uh, he went on the the injured uh, reserve there for a little bit too so we missed his big body but having him back in the lineup uh, gave us some depth and uh, it was great Didn't have Owen Pickering last night but we've seen time and time again this year when your team is missing you know those top end guys it seems like the rest of the team kind of just steps up and fills the void whenever guys like that are out of the lineup yeah, there's a lot of minutes. There's a lot of minutes that need to be managed. And I think that's where you go back to uh, Fluker just stepping in and, you know, with uh, a lot of poise back there and a simplicity to his game that uh, when everything around him can be chaos, he just stays calm and makes a simple play. Um, so uh, I thought he did a great job for us. And then uh, everyone else kind of grabs a little bit more of the chain. And uh, it was a great effort on our back end last night. Yeah, looking ahead now, you got uh, a weekend series against the Medicine Hat Tigers. And, you know, it winning in this league is hard no matter who you're against and medicine hat surprised you a few weeks ago so you know i imagine a lot of diligence going into this weekend on your part yeah you know i think um 
there, there's nowhere you can kind of point the finger uh, for a loss on the road there other than, you know, the boys the boys gave a good effort. It wasn't a great one. Uh, that's kind of how we felt. And at the same time, Med had played well. They played hungry. They played structured. Um, they looked like a team that was hungry for a win. And they're coming off another one here where they just came back on Regina. Four seconds left to push it to a shootout. And they, uh, they got a 5-4 win there. So they're a young group. And I think uh, they've embraced that a little bit. And a little bit like we did early in the year where it was just kind of, you know, them versus everyone go out and give it everything they got and see what happens so uh you know they played a good game here against us for 40 minutes when we beat them 7-2 as well um three four weeks ago so uh for our group uh you know the focus is on friday night puck drop um and just establishing our game i think managing pucks is going to be very important for us uh limiting our uh transitions and turnovers uh, at the blue lines um and uh, if we embrace that uh, style of play uh, we found success of late so i think that'll be important for us. The standings are as tight as they've been uh, basically for the last two months here and I guess that really old cliche comes into effect here with the whole one game at a time thing because it's really all you can do is not worry too much about what's going on in the out-of-town scoreboard and really just take care of business on your own like you guys did in Prince Albert. Yeah, as we've seen in the league anyone can beat anyone any night um, so um, for us uh, as you say, we're focusing on Friday and when Friday's over um, good or bad, we, we when our head hits the pillow we reset and we get ready for Saturday so uh, one game at a time and then even within that just looking at a uh, period at a time a shift at a time uh, you know we thought as a group getting the first goal up in PA was key and then to give it right back is almost to lose the momentum you just kind of grab so that's something down the stretch here you know we want to identify and first shift after goal four wants to be a strong one we want to build off that momentum and smother them a little bit so uh, that'll be something we want to see from our group going down the stretch well want to try and sell some tickets here um the the guys our crowds are getting bigger and bigger with each game they seem to be getting louder and a bit more boisterous you know do the guys react to a packed live house oh i mean you always feed off that energy for sure i think um and a lot of credit to these young athletes they talked about uh, when they were in the bubble or even seen, I guess, NHLers when they were in the bubble. Like when the puck dropped, you don't really realize what the environment is or what's going on, but it's in the in the moments outside of the whistles. It's in the moments uh, reactionary things. I know as a group it was important to us early in the year when the, the crowd gave us a standing ovation just for a quality period. Uh, we had a really strong effort early in the year in a period and coming off the ice and, you know, the guys kind of feel that energy and um, you know they feed off it so uh, as a group you know we feel we've had great support here the people that are in the rink are energized are engaged uh, we feel that the boys are playing an exciting brand of hockey uh, every night and giving us an opportunity at success so uh, hopefully down the stretch here we just kind of continue to build that momentum and uh, with the relaxation of the protocols as well we've been able to get our guys you know doing some school readings getting out on the ice with the minor hockeys here in the community and that's something that's so important to our organization is being uh, a face of the community, being out, being there, um, and involved in as much as we can. So we look forward to continuing that growth here in the future um, and getting back to where we were able to be uh, kind of pre-pandemic. So uh, that's been nice, and I think that's always important. You see, you know, to start the year, we had the the no high fives coming out of the rail, and then you kind of built up to four or five kids, six kids, and this last little bit, it's been 10 or 15, uh, pushing on 20. So it's always nice for our guys just to kind of 
see that excitement, uh, you know, and they were all that kid wants themselves. You guys have a midweek game coming up before we're going to have you on for the podcast again next week with uh, Regina here in town on Tuesday. An interesting game, not only because you're fighting with Regina for the playoff spot, but also that's the game that you're probably going to be missing. Your guys for the, the top prospects game with Pickering, Philman and Reed Dick will be out of the lineup that night. So that's going to be a big game as well. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no small game, so we'll we'll keep the focus here on Friday. But uh, we do understand and uh, what that'll look like, and and what we we as a group we have to focus on what we have and not what we don't have. Um, and we're excited for those guys and the opportunity they're going to have. And I know our group's excited to get together and watch them play uh, as well and represent us on that stage. But uh, we'll we'll kind of cross Tuesday when we get there. But uh, it's going to be a great challenge. You know, Bedard's playing great hockey of late. He's one of the the high scoring guys here in the CHL and uh, there's always a, a great task in, in playing strong structural hockey against a player like that and then the team as a whole uh, plays quality hockey and plays the right way as well so we've had some good games against them here this year and uh, we want to uh, turn our luck here on home ice against them uh, when we get there yeah you, you forget that Bedard isn't even draft eligible for next year <laughs> I thought well he'll be at the top prospects game too it's all good but no not till next year but uh, anyway Devin thanks a bunch for this uh, HC Devin Pratt joining us on Broncos this week Uh, Thanks a bunch for the chat, man. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast, and our feature guest, rookie forward Brady Burney. And uh, you guys just wrapped up practice. How uh, How are things today on the ice, man? Uh, Things are good. We're getting excited here, coming into the last 11 here. We got uh, some key games coming up that we got to win, and I think we're we're going confident into them. Yeah, you guys just wrapped up a stretch of six of seven games against the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. We knew that was going to be a tough stretch. Uh, got some valuable points in that. But now, as you said, uh, 11 games to go here, and eight of those 11 games are against teams that you're fighting with for playoff spots. So just how is the excitement level within that room uh, heading down the stretch here? Yeah, there's obviously a little pressure. Obviously, you gotta you want to win every night, get the two points. And then uh, I think it's a huge opportunity for us that like uh, we control if we, we get in, really. So... Yeah, and you guys have matched up pretty well against some pretty good teams, you know. I mean, granted, the wins and losses maybe haven't been there, but, you know, this weekend, for example, you know, there were a lot of cases where you're going stride for stride with one of the top teams in Canada. Yeah, exactly. They've been ranked, like, the last four or five weeks there right at the top, and so we knew it was going to be a challenge going in, and I think we stood our own for a bit. We had moments where we kind of let our guard down, and they took advantage of it. But. What does that do for a team's confidence? I know, obviously, you want the win, but you can still be confident in a loss depending how you play, and I thought that first game was basically a 2-1 game because they got the empty air with half a second left so I know there's frustration after losing a game like that but when it kind of the dust settles a little bit do you realize that you guys played a pretty good game yeah when you look back at it like we were right there 2-1 I guess one goal one bounce there it's a tie game and pick up a point potentially win it and then uh, I think it just helps us for the night next night knowing that hey we are 2-1 one bounce we could win this game we could beat them personally you know it's uh this is a challenging league to play in it's tough um you know you don't see guys in their 16 year old season often get a ton of ice time and a lot of opportunity you know how do you feel that uh, this year's gone for you yeah it's obviously been a huge change obviously like since uh COVID I didn't really get a midget season so my last full season was in Bantam played 31 games and my next full season now is 68 games so it's been a it's been a grind but I'm learning and uh everyone's been great the older guys have been great just helping me through it and uh Chad and Dev and the 
coaching staff has been great too. Obviously, there's the ch- uh, the change from the U15 level to now to playing twice as many games. But maybe aside from that, what are some of the other big changes that you've noticed going from playing at the U15 level to playing uh, here in the Western Hockey League? Uh, yeah, just the speed of the game, honestly. Like the time you have with the puck. Like I could think back and bound if I got a puck behind the goal line, like I feel like I got time and I can look up, make a play. But here they're just like, they're right at you. You don't really got time. You got to think quick here and make a quick play. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, in terms of being in the dressing room, I remember last year in the hub, we had you on the podcast. Your hair was a lot longer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were just talking about how, you know, despite being the youngest guy on the team, you really seem to fit in with some of the older guys. Is that is that still happening? Like you're still able to joke with these guys? And- yeah. No, they're great. They're actually like, they're really good. Like you make everyone feel part of the team it doesn't really matter if you're 16 20 you know everyone's able to hang out have conversations play video games together like it's a it's one it's a great group to be with they're a lot of fun and how important is that for for group chemistry i mean sometimes you see teams where they might be successful but not everybody gets along all that great but it seems like uh, this group here really seems like everybody gets along really well yeah no it, it definitely helps makes coming to the rink much easier so every day you know you're gonna have fun you're gonna it's gonna be easy to put a smile on your face with these guys yeah, and you know, you talked about coming to the rink and working out and practicing together, but what about away from the rink? Uh, we, we ask this question every week. What kind of things do you do to pass the time? Oh, I, uh, so I, like I do school, but it's, sometimes it's hard to get motivated to keep doing the school, but I've got into, I like my Netflix series, so I started uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh wow! It's got 18 seasons, so there's a lot to watch there. I, got, I think I got five done in a month or something. So, but, but that's good. And then I, uh, I like, uh, I hang on my belt a lot. They're uh, great people, and uh, the kids are great. They love their video games, so I play with them. And, uh, but yeah. Well, speaking of billets, we always have the billet shoutouts on here. We've started to do that the last couple of episodes here. So tell us uh, who you're billeting with and, uh, you know, how they've been for you opening their doors to you. Yeah, I know Jamie and Jacqueline Jacobson and uh, the kids are Nate and Liam and they're 8 and 10 and they've been just amazing. Like moving away from home, you're obviously nervous. And then uh, I didn't even start living with them. I was living with McCleary because they couldn't even find billets. And then they opened up their house to me. And then ever since I've been there, they've been great. They look out for me. They care for me. I get like I got injured. They care for me. They they're there at the hospital when I had to get my x-rays and stuff it's just it's excellent some mini sticks with the kids there or what we, do you do with the billet brother we and had we had some mini sticks going we i so for christmas they didn't have a mini stick net so i bought them it for their christmas present was a mini stick net so nice. we got those games going and then they they built an outdoor rink and one's starting to be a goalie so we've been doing some goalie drills with him and but the video games are big the mlbs and the maddens and the nhls <laughs> they they love it is there stakes on the line when you guys are playing these games uh, well, I did. Um, I was six and zero in MLB until last night. I lost, so <laughs> that uh, didn't sit well. What What happened? Where did it all go awry? Like your uh, closing pitching wasn't there, or well, br- we, break it down. We got to the ninth, and I I had a no hitter actually with <laughs> with the Phillies, and I was up one nothing. I hit a Bryce Harper home run. It's the only hit that's been all game. It was like no hitters left and right. I let one up high, and he hit it out, and it's one-one from there. And then just L broke. I changed my pitcher, single walk, oh, lost two-one. You you blew it by pulling the pitcher too early. I think you jumped the gun. You were scared. Yeah, I know. Scared then, I, the then I couldn't lose. I, so we played Chell, oh, and yeah. I was the Flames, and I. <laughs> I beat him down a bit. <laughs> well, that competitive spirit kind of goes back to playing hockey here because there's one thing that's really noticeable about your game is how hard you get hit, but you jump right back up every single time. But it's almost remarkable to see you get flattened along the boards and you jump right back up. I mean, how are you able to do that? I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, just get back up and keep playing. That's all you can really do. Like, there's nothing, like I was a smaller guy. Like, I'm not going to be able to go with, like, Kubitschek, example. He hit me pretty hard against Edmonton. Not much I can really do against him. Just keep going and playing. 
Rocky Balboa, not how hard you hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep <laughs> moving forward. That's our guy here. So, you, you know, talk about that game with Edmonton and, and you know, particularly, and I guess not just Edmonton, but in general, because, you know, we, we touched on it earlier. You're a young guy essentially thrown in there with men after playing U15, you know, as mm-hmm. w- going into the hub and just seeing how big these dudes were, was that initially pretty intimidating? Uh, yeah, the hub was obviously intimidating. Like, Dino definitely did it well. I think uh, he didn't, he kind of kept me out for a bit. I didn't play like the first few games or so, so I got to take a look at it and really watch from the stands and see what's going on. But when you get down there, it is, it's not like the stands. Like, you can't watch the game and, and then just go play in it. You have to be in it and stuff. Like, it felt like, like I was just looking up at everyone. Like, because for, before I was in the stands looking ab- above everyone, and it kind of yeah. seemed like I got on the ice, I was just looking up, and it was just weird. <laughs> well, you're a Rajani guy, and I remember your first game in the hub. You were standing there getting ready to go for your solo lap, and I'm sure playing games in the Brand Center was a pretty cool thing for you. And now that you're actually able to play there with fans this year, you know, I'm sure that a couple of years ago you were in the stands watching uh, watching games of the, for the Rajani Pats. So for you to go in there and play games uh, in that rink, how cool is that for you? It's awesome. I got such a supportive family, and there's so many of them, and they love coming to watch me play they all got their jerseys you see them and there's a lot of them (laughs) there's a lot of them and you can always you can see where they're sitting because they say i'll sit together big bronco section and then uh the second game there i think i i scored on the first shift and i think that was just it was just nice just them all being there and doing that yeah, I, I always love it too. I, whenever there's a Friday game in Moose Jaw, and there's been a few, I always make the trip, and there's just Bernie jerseys. Everywhere. Yeah, they love coming to Moose Jaw too. I got I got some grandparents out of Moose Jaw. Like my mom's from Moose Jaw, so then she always comes up with her dad, and they watch the game. But now, what was it like? Because you grew up in Regina, I'm gonna assume that you know you grew up going to a lot of Pats games and supporting the Pats. What was it like your first time playing them? Because I imagine yeah. that would be kind of a, a cool thing to be a part. Yeah, of. Yeah, it was like so. Being, a, like, a Pats fan, I wasn't, like, always a super Pats fan until they, like, really, they kicked in there when they had that really good team with Steele and Brooks and, like, they went to the final loss of the Birds. But, but no, like, yeah, I, like, I was a big fan at that point then. And then playing them in my it was second game in the hub, and it was just, like, it was just kind of surreal, honestly, looking over and, like, the Pats jerseys are there. But, like, now I don't really notice it. It's just, like, another team. Obviously, I'm going to play in my hometown in Regina, which is sweet, but it's just another team. Well, and speaking of coming to the Broncos, obviously your first round draft pick in 2020, uh, it was a, a weird draft uh, online, all this sorts of stuff. But some guys are at home watching it. Some guys are at school. I don't know if you were at school because online stuff was going on. But uh, what was draft day like for you? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I was uh, no school. We had been shut down at that point. So uh, I was with uh, my mom and my dad and uh, my sisters, and we were watching the draft just on the live stream. We had the grandma on the phone and uh, funny story. So there was a live stream in the first round, and there was like the two guys that talked it out. But then there was another one. It was just like, it just showed the picks. Yeah. And so that one updated before. So you can hear my grandma on the phone. Oh, my God, they took him. <laughs> and so then, then before I knew that. And then, like, other people were obviously honest because I was getting texts. Yeah. And I hadn't even heard my name yet. And then, uh, then my dad started crying, I think. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Heading into the draft, was uh, did you have conversations with a lot of different teams? And you knew Swift Current would, would likely be a candidate to pick you up? Yeah, no, there's a lot of teams. But, uh, yeah, no, Swift, uh, the day before the draft, uh, it's a story that uh, – so – we kind of shut down, and so my mom's side of the family, we do, like, all four families, which had their Zoom call workouts. And so the last exercise was 25 burpees. And I knew Swift had the 21st pick. I only did 21 burpees that time <laughs> just because I wanted them to pick me. I don't know why. Just because I wanted to go 21. You willed it into existence. Mm-hmm. A couple of your buddies got drafted that year, too. I think the highest one was Sam Aremba to Seattle. How cool is it to see your friends get drafted, too? Yeah, I know it's awesome. Like, just all the stories. Like, even class call nights, we've been on FaceTime just talking. He's telling me all this stuff. And obviously, Seattle's doing really well this year, so he's uh, – uh, probably pretty excited there that they're going to be uh, making a push for it. 
And I mean, you guys, you're making a push for it as well. You know, you're fighting for that that final playoff spot. You know, five teams, two spots up for grabs. I mean, there's some intensity heading into the final few weeks. Oh, here. it's it's obviously like uh, as I said, there's pressure, but you're just excited, especially since like we got some PA, two PAs coming up, three Calgarys to end. We got a couple of Regina's, so like it gives us the opportunity. So if we want this, we can go get it. And obviously, you'd rather be in a much more comfortable position, probably having a playoff spot locked up by now. But heading into the year, the goal was always playoffs. It didn't really matter how you got there you just wanted to get there so to be in a position like this where like you said you kind of control your own destiny here down the stretch it makes things pretty exciting yeah no exactly and then you think of it once you get to the playoffs everyone's zero and zero anyone can beat anyone and and there's no reason why it can't be us going into playoffs yeah you know how would you describe yourself as a player i know we we always ask everybody yeah. this and we'll throw the classic who would you what, what nhl or would you compare oh, yourself I, to i think i answered this in the bubble and I, I said patrick kane and the patrick guys kane, the yeah. guys kind of flame me for it <laughs> but no actually i've changed that since and I got this pregame thing I do with Andy so before I go out I always say an NHL player that I'm going to play and I lately I've been saying Johnny Gaudreau and I'm I've like love watching the Calgary Flames right now so I think uh, I'd say Johnny Gaudreau a smaller a smaller like uh, winger that uh, brings an offensive side to the game heading into this year did you have any expectations on yourself and how you wanted to play I'm sure you just wanted to help the team win games but uh, you know was there expectations on yourself to hit any certain sort of milestones or anything uh, like that? I don't I don't think I set any milestones for myself I think it was just um to grow as a player and become more uh, 200 foot and uh, obviously just make the team goal happen in the playoffs here. So let's try to make that happen. Well, man, hopefully the next time you're playing your billets in MLB, you're able to lock it down in the ninth <laughs> inning. Hopefully. Hey, we, uh, we greatly appreciate you coming and chatting with us, man. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much. That's Brady Bernie on the Broncos This Week podcast. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Wrapping up another edition of Broncos this week and getting hyped for DJ Tolly T. It's a St. Paddy's Day party night tomorrow at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex. Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman wrapping things up for another week here. Yeah, and always uh, it's a big game coming up here. There's only uh, 10 games left on the schedule here, and everyone is important. So two more games against Medicine Hat to wrap up the season series and uh, looking for a bit of a rebound performance after that 2 nothing loss in Medicine Hat a couple of weeks ago. And take care of business one game at a time here to, to pick up another two valuable points. Right on. It's going to be a fun one at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex. You know what? The last few have been fun. It's kind of been a win or lose hit the booze type thing where fans have had a good time regardless of what's on the scoreboard and uh, it, it's just nice to see that atmosphere creeping back in after you know sometimes with restrictions well and that's just it I mean you hope that as the season goes along and the games start to mean more and more that the attendance starts to rise with that so there's only five home games left here in the regular season obviously we're hoping that there's a, a couple of playoff games in there at least as well but no guarantees of that so certainly looking for bigger crowds down the stretch here each game is more important than the last and, and that all starts here on Friday and as if you need more of a reason to come out DJ Tolly T here on a St. Paddy's Day party with a, a 50-50 pot that starts at a thousand bucks too so uh, all the more reason to come down and uh, cheer the guys on on friday night dj Tolly t and you you mix that with like some prairie spring fever like it could be fabulous tomorrow <laughs> night like it could be like memorable in a lot of different ways um the boys have been working hard they've they've certainly earned fan support and hopefully we can get a full ring there's going to be some fun atmosphere and it was interesting too just talking to coach prot off mic as he was sitting down putting his headset on for this chat how nice it is coming to the rink at this time of year oh it's just gorgeous weather i'm, I'm so sick of winter there was that wow that cold snap was that last week where it was like Ugh. minus 25 first thing friday morning and i was just so over it so I'm, I'm happy that it seems to be done with as i knock on the table here to make sure but uh, it sure seems like we're rounding the corner weather wise and uh, looking forward to more sunshine 
All right, rock and roll. That'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week. A big thank you to Brady Burney and head coach Devin Pratt for being our guest this week. That'll do it. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.